For too long, the big questions of Dungeons and Dragons have remained unanswered. Generations of nerds too afraid to really get down to the serious business. But no longer. Two heroes have emerged with the skills, knowledge, and bravery to tackle the biggest questions. Questions like... What in tarnation is your mash supposed to do in the big ol' apple of a shitty? Well, looky here, I got back into town. Oh, it's been so long since I've been here. It's been so many years. Oh, gosh dang, I love moving in. Ah, uh, let me see if I can find myself a little place to stay. Well, hello, gentlemen. What are you doing today? I am eating the souls of the damned. Ain't that just great? Um, do you know where there's a nearby tavern? The tavern is in the sewer. Can I ask why? No. Where do, how do I get down to the sewer? You enter the sewer grate. Um, you got it, sir. Is there any place to sleep? Also the sewer. Is there anything I can do to not be in the sewer? Like, is there a place above ground? It is owned by the Mafia. Oh. What's, uh, what's in the sewer? Also owned by the Mafia, but cheaper. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you. I'm gonna go to... Is, is, my, is my cart gonna fit in the sewer? Your cart is mine. Oh. Oh. Okay. And I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin. And we're joined today by <laughs> the Master Moss, who is um, speechless, Hi. just like Hi. me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say more stuff and I couldn't uh, say anything. Uh, I... uh, mm, uh, yeah, Moss is a game developer from Melbourne, loves games, loves Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And so we're here talking about things um, and just, yeah, that was um, quite the introduction, <laughs> Dustin. Thank you. It's fantastic. Dustin, have you done that before at the beginning of a podcast episode? Like a whole bit um, like Nothing like back and forth like that. I have done that was impressive. Um, Luigi on uh, heroin, but uh, or nice. interference, yep. but you know. Oh, was that what that was last time? <laughs> that I well, yeah. I wasn't aware of the heroin bit. I just no that it was it was it was Mario at the Olympics, and then it became also an intervention for uh, Luigi, who was on was heroin. It, I think this is the point where I admit to you that sometimes your introductions make me disassociate. <laughs> this is okay. I, I'm actually going to take that as a compliment because I don't know what that's supposed to mean You, sh otherwise. you should. That, that, that commitment to a bit, I applaud yeah. it. I applaud yeah. it. <laughs> well done. I, I, I have this, um, I do this bit at work um, uh, and I'm a, I'm a QA tester at, at, at my job. Oh, and heck yeah we do uh like a fry uh friday demo friday thing where everyone gets to show off all the things that Ooh. they've been working on over the week and it's a great way to like just celebrate each other's work um and qa is yeah. unique in that we usually find a lot of interesting but and sometimes funny things and so i created a bit called break in news where i've green like i've like green screened a newsroom behind me on my webcam mm -hmm. 
and present it as if it's like a news report of like the funny and weird and wacky bugs that we come across as we as we test on <laughs> a weekly great. basis and this whole bit that so i'm all about great. i'm all about committing to bits yeah we started um, doing the um silly intros uh we haven't always done them and i've really been enjoying them <laughs> since i started because uh, we used to always just do the same thing, and then after a while, like, why? <laughs> we want people to we, listen to us. We had to be, we had to be wacky <laughs> content. No, that's it. That's it. When the bits like they start generating their own kind of like track record and history and lore, that's when you know you've done a good bit. Because, like there was one moment during the breaking <laughs> news segment where my webcam just stopped working, and so I quickly took like screenshots of my frozen face on stream and then like just put that in as images and then just <laughs> click and drag my mouth to move up and down during the bit and so now that's just become a thing and that's those those are the best ones where you have like leftover bits from previous yeah. it's, it's it's yeah it's great i love it i, I don't know which which would be my favorite i think actually one of my favorite of dustin's is rats in the basement which was was that the oh, Dirt World no. one where you like no. bring oh, your no, own Oh, no, it was stick? about Dirt World, yeah. Yeah. Bring your own sticks. Yeah. <laughs> before, before we get started yeah. with, the main, with, the, with the main point that relates to the wonderful introduction that Dustin just did, mm -hmm. I actually wanted to just like say a massive thank you for the last episode y'all did with Latchington about Bards. Because oh yes, I and I, in particular, loved that that episode just turned into coming up with different bard characters. Like it just turned into yeah. a spitball <laughs> session, and I love that. Um, but also, bards I feel like are the most stereotyped class, mm -hmm. probably us aside from barbarians. Uh, they are always oh, like yeah, attached way too much to their charisma. And not yeah. enough to the art form is the thing that mm. is the the origin origin of yeah a bard's magic. And there's so many good things you can do with a bard, and it's just yeah. it just sucks when people box themselves in into just like oh yes no this bard has to be just you know the most you know, <laughs> posh charming and you know persuasive mm -hmm. and elegant and just seducing character yes. in the land. And I'm like no, all bards no. must fuck. Um. Yes. <laughs> No, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, got, just wanted to got, say that's so much. It's it's true though, because you got like the sorcerers, the paladins, and the warlocks who are all charisma casters, but you could They're have so the diverse. most uncharismatic warlock in yeah. existence, and it, yeah. would, exactly. it would make sense. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, that's I, true I see. Though. I like that. I, I see. Like like bards being great at charisma is the comes from their ability to cast magic not the other way around mm -hmm. like a bard yeah. needs to be able to express themselves in a way that is like true enough in a form that it casts magic like you know like you know uh we all experience oh. like music or art that speaks to us in like a magical way i think we can all say that in the real world and that's mm -hmm. what i feel like bard magic comes from um and uh, yeah and so it's like because of that they've had to become good at charisma in yeah. order to mm -hmm. be better at that rather than you know be, i'm i'm hey i'm great i'm i'm great at 
running team meetings, I must be a bard. Because <laughs> there's okay. like um, team meeting so... bard though sounds. Yeah, that does actually sound fun. Synergy bard, <laughs> um, trustful bard, absolutely. I think um, like a real world example is uh, Jordan Rasko, who's a good friend of the stream, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and she has said in her TED talk that she is on the stage. It's it's her space, her element. She knows how to control the reactions of the audience with the way she delivers things, her voice and everything. And she is so comfortable and she just turns on outside of that space, just like completely different, like off energy socially and that sort of thing. It's like a very different, it's a very different thing and situation. And I feel like the same thing could apply to bards is like when performing and for spell casting could be like, super confidence because they they practice at these spells they know they yeah. know what to do they know how to add the flair they've been working on this they've been working on these bits like for, forever and mm. perfecting them like a comedian just the timing and everything but maybe yeah. if you sat down next to them at the bar um they'd just be like blah, 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 blah. like yeah but that kind of yeah that really leads into why bardic inspiration is such an integral part of being a bard because it's inspiring when you see someone who is just so good at their craft, whether it's like, you know, speaking or like, I just started a bard in our brand new D&D campaign that I'm in and he's a painter and mm. he, he's like, he uses his kind of like, you know, backsto- back, uh, backstory and like calligraphy and, and everything to kind of like, paint things and that's how he casts his magic and it's just like you know when you see someone in their element um that's 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 when it's like really inspiring so yeah sorry completely derailed the stream at the very beginning but just wanted to say great episode it's perfect if If you have not listened i'm not going to continue that accent but if you (laughs) we've done mario on we've done was it mario or luigi on heroin and maybe now it's uh no, Luigi wasn't on heroin. Mario was concerned about Luigi being on heroin. Oh, God. Like, if I have to remember the law of our introductions, I swear I'm quitting. Like... Oh, and I'm doubling down, man. It's too late now. I don't do care if you do it. I just don't want to have to remember it. True. Um... Well, that's why we, have, we make a wiki about the intro specifically. Uh don't we need fans so they can make a wiki for us i'm not Uh, doing it i don't have enough to do i want to make a wiki anyways of course you do of course you do i would love for you to do that but meanwhile myself we we have the mastermind here um and today we are going to talk water deep city life for the country kid yes um so Moss, you are yes. you're gonna play country kid. I'm gonna play country kid. <laughs> yeah, I've Perfect. only ever seen one skyscraper, <laughs> and it was a model <laughs> <laughs> made made out of toothpicks. Yeah. Is your uh, uh, yes, does but... your family um in the toothpick industry? 
Uh, in, oh in yeah, your, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're a part of two pick. We actually two, that's, two that's the main five? source of income for our small town. We, we the whole town, half of the town town works in the toothpick factory we got going on there. Wonderful. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, yeah. So this is a subject very, I wouldn't say near and dear to my heart, but quite relatable. Mm-hmm. As I am a country boy. I come from a town of 1,600 people. Uh, oh, so pretty good. Quite, I'm not going to lie. Quite my, my high school had more students than that. See, that, that <laughs> blows my mind because my graduating year was mm-hmm. five people. Oh. So, yeah. so I went from a primary school where we had 12 people in our grade seven graduating, which was quite small because all the other classes were 30 kids. Yeah, um, I think we were just in a weird, I don't know, something. Um, but then I went to my high school, which had 400, 400 kids, 400 students at grade level. So like 2,000, mm-hmm. 2,000 students. Yeah. I can't um, fathom that. Yeah. It so was you said 1,600, right? For your town? Yes. Okay, so yeah. my high yeah, school mine, mine's, mine's could su- probably <laughs> successfully invade your um hometown what did you say yes. dustin mine is 1700 where you live now or where you no what? my my high school high school oh high school i was oh, like no, i don't think i think there's more than 1700 people where you live. So, so, but that yeah, blows nah. my mind because then you then you need enough the school needs to be big enough for that many students mm-hmm. which is oh, essentially the size school, of my town so yeah yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. you could have contained your entire town in my school. That's mental. <laughs> oh, that is, that is really, mental. really freaking messed up in my brain. Yeah. Oh no, I I can't imagine that. That that's one thing. Like, I moved to I moved to uh, the city uh, properly about six years ago now, and one thing I still haven't got my head oh, around you're is fresh. that I'm so fresh. I'm baby fresh, man. Um, uh, and I'm trying to imagine what life must be like growing up in the city and going to school in the city. Like, you know, having to catch like trams and trains and like all these different things. Like I caught a, I got a single bus that went for an hour to get to school. And it was <laughs> like, I can't imagine like, ah, it's just a weird thing to think about. And it's, it's, it's just bizarre. Um, so like, so if we, let's translate this into a TTRPG scenario. (laughs) So you're, well, I mean, a lot of, I find that when in a lot of places, the small villages are small. Yes. They are quite quite small. Yeah. Right. Like Um, smaller than 1700 or 1600. No, I think I that's feel... getting to like a small town, technically. Yeah. Not a I gotta find the source of it, but yeah. So uh, everyone would know everybody's name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. I feel like you could just go into. Um... So this is like, uh, as we both know, Latchington. Um, apparently, Lemon, his partner will just sometimes pop into the store across from work and just like grab a 
grab a chocolate milk or strawberry milk from the fridge and just go and just yell out, got a nippies, and then leaves. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> is, that was yeah, my experience it's just like, growing it just, up. It's like, okay, we'll remember. Lemon took that and she'll sort it yes. out later and it's fine. Wait, so like the, the, a tab system for like a grocery store in that aspect? Yeah. That's kind yeah. of amazing to me. Like that sounds completely just mind-bogglingly insane ah, i don't know that's crazy to me. it's funny because you, you you think it's about trust it's not it's about you living in such a small town and everyone knowing everyone and everyone's names that if you did something bad everyone would know about it yeah and there would be no way to escape you just wouldn't do anything exactly <laughs> it's fine um, yeah uh, but no, I I did the exact same thing. I my 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 parents ran the local bakery, uh, still run the local bakery, and uh, we would walk over. We need like we we need we need this supplies for work. Can you like walk like fifty meters to the supermarket <laughs> and grab some of this and just tell them to put it on the tab? And I'm like, okay, cool, sweet. And I'm just like bakery, and they were like, all right, yeah, no worries, and they'll just write it down. Same with the same with the butcher as well. Yeah. Um, oh man. It'll just get sorted later. It's fine. Yeah. You're not going to get that it, in uh, the city. You I try cannot to, you comprehend sh- this. You try to do that in the city and they'll just laugh at you or kick you yeah, out exactly. or yell at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so, I was thinking... Oh, sorry, you go. No, no, you go. I was thinking, like, what would be, in my head, what would be the best way to talk about this and how it applies to D&D and, and mm. tabletop RPGs? Mm. And I was thinking about, like, maybe, like, a pros-con list might okay. be a good way to going about it so for yeah. instance like there, there are so many great things about growing up in a small town you know mm-hmm. it's it's space mm-hmm. you know like i got to experience things that city kids will never get to experience mm-hmm. um and but there are some great things about living in the city um mm-hmm. uh and things like just the amount of different cultures that you get to experience when you live in the city in a, in a yeah. wonderful a wonderful incredible way um just like you get you get to meet so many different people you get to like see like all the different perspectives on the world mm-hmm. and everything like that and i think that's bloody fantastic living in this my first question is um do you think in a in an rpg setting that mm. the lifespan of someone who lives in the city like Waterdeep, mm. is different to someone who lives in a small village Ooh. And why? That's interesting because it could be both long and short for bo- many different reasons. Yeah. Because in, in the world of D&D, the country is actually pretty dangerous. Yeah. You know, like a, a mm-hmm. goblin raid is imminent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for those who have ever who's, played a game of D&D. <laughs> who's protecting your little, like, I think if you go to a town size, there's more, there's a little more, it's probably more security. Just in yep. the size. If mm-hmm. you're in a little village, it's just like you and the neighbors, right? Mm. Or there'd be like that one, that True. one member who was like either like a, a retired adventurer or mm. was like the one person who's ever ever done any uh, like training. Mm-hmm. Or like the local cleric secretly just like has this ability to defend people because of their. Do you have a local faith. cleric if you're just a li- <laughs> in a little village, though? Yeah, yeah. So like they they just inadvertently have you know some are uh, like uh, 
ability to cast magic and therefore defend the people sort of a thing. That's what I imagine in a small village mm-hmm. scenario. But then on the flip side, the city's also incredibly dangerous. Yes. And 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 for after Dustin's incredible introduction and just like everything's owned by the mafia, it's very much like that. Like you tread on yes. anybody's toes and you're going to get you're going to get fucked up. <laughs> um I feel then, like then- if you were tr- if you were transplanted, so like say you grew up in a little village and um for one reason or the other had to travel to the city, maybe you accompanied a group of adventurers for some reason. Mm. Um, I feel like you, like, do you think one, they would have heard many stories about a big city considering how small the village is, right? So their understanding of anything that is happening in the city, I feel like is really low. There would be so much naivety. Um, surely they would be trusting people like they were back at home and that is going to go bad yeah like way too easily yeah yeah they will immediately lose all of their belongings i think also everything will be more expensive in the city your money is not going to go as far no um sorry just had a brain fart uh yeah (laughs) you know 100 percent agree the the your i imagine everything is second or like third, like third person stories told about what the city life is actually mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um. So you could have like, okay, let's imagine it as you are the country boy going to the city, yeah, and then yeah, okay. you are deciding where whether you want to go home and live there, continue your life there, or try and make it work in the city. So the way I see it with, um, and you can jump in at any time, is like mm-hmm. some of the things that are quite restrictive for you in your home village are employment opportunity. <laughs> yes. Yep. Right? You'd be doing probably whatever your parents are doing. Most likely. Like you're yeah. given a job. Yeah. Like I, that actually happened to me. I was just given a job because my parents managed a business. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "You have hands, help," um, and 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 thus begun my hospitality career. Um, <laughs> and Small dating pool. Very. Oh yeah. Although I I I grew up, uh, I grew up religious, and so, so the whole dating thing was not really the experience I had. It was a, <laughs> I should say it was a bad experience, but like, okay, yes, that's a whole other thing as well. Um, that, that, that's actually one of the points I wrote down is that you're very limited in who you can be friends with. Yeah. And you're kind of forced to be friends with a lot of people in a small town Mm -hmm. in a way, or you just, you just end up just not being friends with anyone. So you're like, there's this forced friendliness that you've got to have, which is kind of probably why what you were saying before about like, you'd be chewed up and spit out for a country person to come into the city because they usually have a lot of optimism because yeah. they've grown up in that sort of a culture where they've where mm. you do have to be friendly with everyone or else like everyone's not going to be friendly with you because everyone knows each other unless um, you're like the village cynic like you were just yeah. like not nah, why would nah. you stay here this is ridiculous old man like and maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the man that he's always at the pub i don't want to work at the toothpick factory 
He was here before also- the Toothpack Factory. Um, yeah, you guys, that village would have great teeth. Because I imagine, like, yes. benefits for working for the Toothpick Factory is you get, like, some free product. Some dent- a, dent- a dental plan. <laughs> a dental plan. Um, but, uh, yeah. But, but, a, but a bonus of living in the city is that you you get to choose your family you get to choose your friends because mm. you can't know everyone and there mm-hmm. there is something there's something wonderful about that is that like you don't have to be friends with every person you walk past um although i do i will admit i do miss walking down my local street at home and being able to just say good day to everyone i walk past <laughs> um there's something really sweet about that and i i enjoy that element of of whenever i go home um uh the uh, education I, I mentioned before i traveled really long way for my school mm-hmm. uh just i imagine there being magic universities and mm-hmm. both being a wonder and just the most in in water deep the most arrogant <gasps> magic university students you could imagine because like your education options in your village Mm. homeschooling it's <laughs> all i'm imagining oh my gosh don't get me started <laughs> don't get me started on school um <laughs> but that's that's gonna be it i feel yeah. like you know unless you unless your village was near a bigger town or something yes and you know i just i feel like uh that's just what it's gonna be so i feel like there's like it's like a sliding doors sort of situation, right? It's mm. you go to the city and there's two options. You embrace it. You let the city like chew you up, but you get spit out stronger. And then the other way is just that you are, um, you are just a squishy marshmallow and you get um, stuck on the bottom of everybody's shoe until mm. someone walks you close enough to the gate that you can go home. <laughs> Finally home. leave. Yes. <laughs> Finally leave. Because that that is that is the that is the thing about small towns is that when people leave and people always leave, it's mm-hmm. kind of a tradition. Like you mm. grow up old enough to go to uni or something like that, and you leave. You experience the big the big bad world, and then you come back to start a family or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I I wonder if I wonder if in the world of D and D people like. That, that there's those people that like you do they do travel from a, their tiny little village and they go to experience you know the the big bad city of Waterdeep and then they're like ah oh, this is enough for me i'm gonna go home now um because what what uh, would it like going back to like country lad in in the big city like you've got your what are the reasons that you would be going to the city and leaving your your little town village which i'm assuming is quite far away um because mm. i don't imagine two people people yeah. from villages i don't think holiday i imagine no they probably can't afford it no like like so yeah, you're like people... you're leaving like if you're going to water deep from wherever you are there's a really good reason yes and it's not that you want a holiday no or, or like a completely bad reason, like there's a like a massive falling out or something like that. You killed so, someone. 
oh like you're yeah you're gone yeah, yeah. Uh, you could have been what if you were like ostracized from your own community because you like did something did you did you make like if you go adventure route maybe you um you didn't want this small country life and um somehow you summoned a demon to make a pact with so you could become a warlock some, so I need to summon the demon to like break bonds with my family. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love the links. It's Someone like, would have to. Yeah, it's like a, to do that. It's, it's quite a cin- Cinderella situation, <laughs> but with a with a patron, and um. I, I feel oh, like no, coming up you with don't the, have like money or anything like no, no, unless no. you steal from your family who probably don't have anything anyway. I don't like. Yeah. Or True. you. You pack up suitcases of toothpicks, thinking you're going to sell them on the way and make your way in the door to door. Oh no! Door to door toothpick sales. Yeah, door to door toothpick salesman. <laughs> oh my god! After so the, I'm imagining, after... I'm imagining all of these as like potential character backgrounds, and oh, I, yeah. I, I love the concept of like a businessman from the country with a suitcase of toothpicks. Yeah. Oh, hello like... there. Would you like a toothpick? Would you like to do uh, that? in all the land. I don't Made have the strongest tree. I don't have teeth. <laughs> what am I gonna use toothpick for? Um, Makes sense to me. Do the, I just cl- buy one? I don't understand. Gosh, how many would you buy? Oh <laughs> what is a um, lifetime's worth of toothpicks? Maybe you just need that one. You just need is, that yeah. one sale. You I just don't need that how... one whale. Hmm. I don't use toothpicks all that often. I think it depends on how often you eat steak. If if steak <laughs> is an is a common meal that you have in your life, you will use more toothpicks. What if we say how many Ooh. meals do you think that you would have as a as a country villager? As a Oh my gosh. Mm. See, now we're getting into very because we've dived into a niche within a niche. Yeah. A small yeah. town's own economic system mm. yes. survives on a toothpick factory. Yes. Um, well, but so the town has to like, to, to be able to sustain a toothpick factory, mm. there has to be, they can't be relying on sales within the, the town. That doesn't make sense. No. No, village. it's 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 outs- it's outsourcing. It's it's, it's you need some resource. kind of distribution network, yeah, yep. or a network of like sales hubs, like merchants. Mm. Like, if you're a mm-hmm. factory, you want to deal in the bulk. You're not. Yes, factory doesn't want to sell a little box of toothpicks to Mary down the road, right? And it. And it wouldn't just be Waterdeep. Yeah. It would be like the supplier of toothpicks yeah. to all of, like, to the majority of Sword Coast. Oh yes. yeah, full control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that makes me think that there is some sort of like larger corporation kind of helping with that distribution. It's it's like yes, mm-hmm. it's run and done in the small town in the small village, but the factory itself is probably owned by a larger conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I like the idea of there being some sort of like massive corporations got their fingers in the small town sort of a so thing. So how old would you be when you leave the village? Like let's Ooh. set the scene. I, I feel like if you're, if you're a character that is leaving a small town, 
It is the classic, I feel like a big fish in a small pond. I am very talented and I want to go adventuring because I feel like I have something to provide or I am special in some mm-hmm. capacity. Whether yeah. it's a, you're, a, you're a warlock or you're just, you're like the, the one skilled fighter in the village. Or, or you are the best toothpick maker and you think you can make it higher up in the corporation. What class would a toothpick maker be? Um, artificer? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you could it could apply to anything. It could be a rogue that uses toothpicks as daggers. Ooh, toothpick. Ooh. Toothpick is like the front. Wooden lockpicks is the real <gasps> money. Oh, oh, brilliant! I love that. Disposable tools, like you can yeah. just break it into pieces and burn it, and it's gone. Yeah. What a what a cool gone. character feature. Like yeah. you just like you're organized with your DM to just be like I have endless amounts of lock picking tools because I know how to like. I reckon that they would. Yes. I reckon it would be at disadvantage because they're not as strong as metal picks, but yes, because they're true. so easily accessible and an endless supply. Well, well, even then, you just have so many of them. You just yes, you just stat it as a regular kit. But yeah. The only the benefit here is that it's disposable. And if it's less, if it's less quality, you just try again mm-hmm. with the other a hundred you have. I do think that there should be diminishing returns on it, though, in terms of like if you fail, if you crit fail picking a lock with wooden tools, there's wood in there. Yeah, it's just jammed. That's true. That's true. It, it, it's there just there has to be a, a a risk reward thing. Mm. If you're gonna yeah. have like disposable tools, then you have to have. Yeah. The other side. There's, of that. There'd be a way to get it out, but you're spending more time. Set it on fire. Oh, yes. It's fine. Yes. Um. That's fun. I, I always love D&D characters with like equally cool but stupid features. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just like for. Proficient like, in how... toothpicks, I think, is like nothing yeah. I've come up with it's, before, but I love it's it. It's brilliant. And it adds yeah. so much character. Like oh, totally. to, to amazing things. teeth. So I think you get like a bonus to charisma if it's um oh. if they're able to see you smile. If they're able to smile. <laughs> yeah. If, if the person if the person you're talking to is looking at your face, you get a you get a bonus to charisma. <laughs> it's it's like how like how loxodons get advantage on perception smell rolls. Yes. Uh, Super specific. Yes. Uh, well, the, the, this toothpick character would have advantage on uh, smile-based charisma checks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is only tangentially related, but I was looking up a whole bunch of stuff to do with manticores, and apparently they sting because they, um, they have a scorpion tail or like a quill, quilled tail and... Um, Often mm. in the mythology, they can shoot the things, but they have um, they're not as effective against elephants, like specifically elephants for some reason. What is that in the stats? What? Uh, no, I'm not talking about in Dungeons and Dragons. I'm just talking about in the like mythological oh. lore of the Manticore. Ah, okay. So, yep. and I think it might be because I don't know, and I haven't looked it up, and this is just a guess is that the manticore is from Persian mythology. And I do wonder if there's some sort of association with elephants or the way they see elephants. Right. That That's why they specifically 
um, mention that. I don't know. I just, um, I, wonder, I just, yeah. I wonder if that's the reason why there's that there's that myth that uh, elephants are scared of mice. I wonder if that kind of mm. that kind of information comes from a similar source. Immune to manticore sting, but susceptible to mice. <laughs> What a what a quality, what a quality to put on like a resume. We should that is write... that you are you're immune to a mythical animal's attacks. Let's write to Wizards of the Coast if they if the stats for like an elephant are off, um, they need to fix that. <laughs> Please. Gosh, um, that's like a that's sorry, like a, I'm, I'm making it. A... No, you're good. I, I like that. That's like as a you go to your DM and you're like, hey, I'm playing a Loxodon which means mm-hmm. we have to at least encounter one manticore in the campaign. It's a given. <laughs> it's part of this. You don't understand. Well, I, had, I had to come up with I had to come up with smell-based scenarios sometimes for our lot cuz we had a I just finished DMing a, a campaign of Waterdeep mm-hmm. and uh, oh. we had a Lox, we had a Loxodon character and so I had to come up with things so that my char- my player who was Playing a Loxodon ha- would have something to use his <laughs> advantage smell-based perception checks on, um, but it's just no, funny. That's, the th- that's perfect, honestly. Yeah, that's cool. It's funny the things you come up with as a DM that is like sp- so specific to your characters. <laughs> I forgot where we were because I went way off track with the thing. Uh, oh no, we were talking about the toothpick. So to tooth. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But. Uh, so they make so the toothpick kid sounds like a, a western. The toothpick kid uh, makes his way to Waterdeep. Uh, well, why is he going to Waterdeep? Is, is he being sent on a business on a business trip? Is he being sponsored by the by the toothpick factory company? Oh maybe yeah, you gotta go, go to big shitty. Is he trying to go over someone's head? Maybe uh, maybe it's that cockiness of youth that you think that things could be run better and your oh, yeah. the manager at the factory doesn't listen to you because they've got like 40 years of no what's the probably less than that um because they'll just die right. uh well maybe there's one old guy and he's had like 30 40 years experience in toothpick making mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to hear all your ideas to make no. things better or efficient mm. or innovative so you want to go above his head straight to the top straight to corporate yeah do you this even know where to go? You probably it, no idea. Uh, I reckon I could find and biggest building. You wouldn't you take you take a lift with whoever's picking up some toothpicks, right? Follow the distribution yep. network, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah. just it depends how dumb you are with in terms of how <sighs> the the operation works. If you just if you know nothing. I feel like mm-hmm. you're asking absolutely everybody who along the way do I talk to you about toothpicks. I like to think that this character <laughs> has like placards of their pitch to corporate made out of toothpicks and they're just showing oh, everyone yes. on the way, what do you think of my pitch? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a toothpick. It's a pronged toothpick. That's their pitch. You might end up Ooh. at the. M- you- <laughs> like I love Money how that, that actually impressed you. <laughs> you um, prongs. 
You might make it to the mail room of head office. Two teeth mm-hmm. at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, because where are you gonna? You're gonna get there. Okay, let's say you follow you followed the distribution channels. Yeah. You somehow make your way to head office. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna let you in mm-hmm. the front door. Um, where are you gonna sleep? What are you gonna eat? I like to think that that this character has no idea. Mm-hmm. This is uh, so. I just realized we're describing the movie Elf. <laughs> <laughs> How he leaves the North oh. Pole or the South Pole? Which one is Santa? Santa North. lives at North, North, North Pole. I think. Yeah, North. Le- le- leaves the North Pole to find his dad. Shows up, goes to New York. No idea what's going on. We just stumbled our way into the story of Elf. But he did find his dad. I mean, yeah, he, right. He, he did, knew yeah. how to find his dad. There so you go. Get... That, that that's a hook. Yeah. Maybe maybe Toothpick Kid has like a relative or something that got out of got out of the small town and moved to Waterdeep, and that's oh, their only connection. Yep. Like a like a long lost uncle. Yeah. Okay, so you're like going to go find this uncle. Yep. Does he care about you? No. Or do we... No. I imagine he no, they had no idea that they, that the character existed. Okay, so he's he's not going to want to talk to you. No. So uh, yeah. you still need a place to stay. Yep. I, I, you still need money. I imagine all of this is like... This kid is like, I need to talk to my uncle. He's still crazy optimistic. His hopes and dreams haven't been crushed yet. And so he finds him at like a tavern. Uh-huh. And he's just like, mm-hmm. his uncle's just a drunk. This is just a gambling drunk. Yeah. Um, that's just doing oh, his no. best to survive in the city. And so this character just like follows him home, which is like a, a shack attached to a tavern, not even part of the tavern itself. And just like knocks on his door and like sleeps outside until his wears his uncle down. You know what would be good? In. So <laughs> let's say gambling alcoholic uncle in the tavern mm-hmm. doesn't like. Maybe he's tried it a couple. Of, like he's tried to talk to him outside. Like he's waited outside the building because mm-hmm. he knows he works there. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. like dismissed. Maybe the uncle is high enough up that he can get security to to take you away. Um. And you try to like follow him later, um, maybe. <laughs> would they let you in the tavern? Because I'm just trying to imagine whether you would have difficulty getting into this tavern. Would the would your uncle, who works at least middle management of the Toothpick Corporation, mm-hmm. what kind of is he going to a, a little bit more respectable? Like maybe it's a gambling den slash tavern. So maybe yeah. that's why it's hard for you to get into, mm. right? I, I imagine mm. he's kind of down on his luck, this uncle. Yes. Yes. So this is what I'm picturing is that eventually when you get to speak to him, I reckon like maybe it's really early in the morning. He's lost mm-hmm. all his money again. You manage to sneak in because it's quieter mm. in this weird gambling den thing. Or... Someone's taken pity on you, chucked you a little bit of bread and let you sit in a like quiet little corner. But you see your uncle, you go up to him and then he's, he's so tired and, and like downtrodden. He can't be bothered getting rid of you, but he's trying to ignore you. And then you mm-hmm. tell him that what, why you're there. Cause you have big ideas 
you think you can make a lot of money. You have your suitcase mm. and you pat it and you go, this is, this is the golden ticket. But you are so vague, like, about the way you're talking. He <laughs> thinks that you have, like, gold in there or something or a treasure map. <laughs> so that piques his interest. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then eventually Oof. he's like, help me home then. That's how you get into his house. Mm. And whether it's I... that, maybe he passes out. Uh... Next morning he wakes up, you make him some coffee. I don't know. Toothpick and then he, rem- he sees you and he remembers because he's just lost all his money. He knows that you're related. You said you have a golden ticket. You open up. He says, show me. And you open it up. And then you just, just toothpicks just spill on the table. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This sounds like an entire like session of D&D <laughs> right there. And I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I I can imagine the the thing that made the uncle just be like, fine, you can sit with us, is that his mates that he's gambling with love the kid. Yes. They they love the toothpick kid. Like, this this guy's amazing. Mm -hmm. He has to let him... Come on, let him stay. Come on, let him stay. Yeah. That's that's what gets gets the kid through the door. And then, like, the little bit of thing about hope, thinking that you're going to save him from his his current destiny with some sort of, Oof. like, secret thing. The secret. Yeah. The, se- the secret magical merchandise. The secret. You're selling yes. the secret. It is manifest yes. more toothpicks. Manifest <laughs> toothpicks. I would, I would love that this, like, this whole story like the whole like you know finally getting to corporate finally getting to the to mm-hmm. the big cheese and pitching this idea like everything mm-hmm. leading up into that moment the toothpick kid doesn't actually reveal what's inside the suitcase it's just like yeah nah, nah, nah. it's amazing it's brilliant the idea yeah. is it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's, it's probably gonna bring money back into the town you a slightly oh, yeah. is it a slightly longer toothpick or have you made it slightly shorter so that you save money i don't like as a manufacturer could be I either actually- I, w- I would love Ooh. the idea that that's never actually revealed yeah. at any point. It's just it always stays closed, and it's and it's the journey. It's, it's the journey that it's the journey that, that they the learn their lessons about about family and about <laughs> home, and never taking things for granted. Um, never, never. This I want great. I want this character to meet someone, um, a little bit romantically, but also best friend. Mm. who like who mm. no i think it has to be romantic and at first they really support you and they think that your uncle and your family have not been treating you well and they really want to support you um but then like as time goes on they like it's like it's like the person who always says they're writing their novel but they never actually write anything it's just that that's that's you with the toothpick <laughs> yes yes I hundred percent like I imagine in in the process of finding their uncle for the first time, they're like they're, they're gonna get run over by a, by one of the fancy carriages that that oh, Waterdeep has, and this like buff barbarian person just like grabs them by the scruff of their neck and be like, it's like whoa, what the hell are you doing? And that thus begins the 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 friendship, mm-hmm. which oh. kind of blooms into some sort of a romance it's throughout this. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. 
and then they just happen to just keep bumping <laughs> into each other despite it being a massive city or whatever. <laughs> this is great. I want to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, we just need a title for the for the thing. What what oh. happens though is like it's uh. eventually does does the does the country kids become who they despise? Do they become the top of the the toothpick pyramid and look in the mirror one day and realize they've become um, who they set out to topple over at the start mm. with their with mm. their innovation? Yeah, they become the, their enemy. This the is day. this is this is kind of the crux of like the second act where yeah. like the only way to get to corporate and the, the corporate's like, oh, yeah, no, 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 you would love to hear your idea. <laughs> Not really. But like, yeah, no, go, go work it. Go work in one of our city factories and, you know, you can see like, see, see how we do things here and then they just forget about him completely sort of a thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's been like a few weeks or whatever and, and, and Toothpick Kid is like, you know, spirits have been crushed. It's been a while now and everything. Um, or... Uh, or the the town factory that they went to work in becomes the highest, uh, the most productive factory in their network. Because <laughs> he's not there. Kind yeah. Of go. yeah, quadrupling production and profits or something. Oh, is Toothpick Kid like a just a massive klutz that kept breaking everything? I don't know. It's, we, oh my goodness. It's either like mm. Prodigy Toothpick Kid or like super clumsy disaster child disaster child <laughs> we have moved from the movie elf to the movie animated movie robots <laughs> <laughs> oof yeah we're just like i'm gonna oh, be an totally adventure mm-hmm. we, we seriously <laughs> then, have we stumbled into robots <laughs> that's amazing um well, yeah there's two there's two brothers we have both one is a toothpick genius and one is like the the one everyone pretends doesn't exist. <laughs> and the, the, the older the, the older brother of the toothpick kid, he's like, you don't abandon the family, you stay in the small town, you, you work hard, <clears throat> you support your family, that whole thing. He gets word he, when he's in the city that his sister to... is really sick. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! And he is like, what... do I abandon my dream and go home? Or do I stay here? Like, there's got to be, there's got to be like a thing, a decision. There's like a a big decision. Yeah. Well, do you tying do the this... whole like? Let's see. No, continue. I was gonna say tying this back into like tabletop role playing games. I love this being the entire arc of mm-hmm. a D and D character. Mm. I th- like. I love early level games because mm-hmm. you're squishy mm-hmm. yeah you're super squishy you, are so squishy you have no political power you have no influence whatsoever you have to approach every every obstacle in a creative way and mm-hmm. it's like i think that comes like that brings out the best role playing in a lot of people as well but i love i love oh, yeah. the idea that th- this entire backstory is just super low stakes 
Oh yeah. <laughs> this is nothing's nothing's no one's been no there's no parents weren't murdered by an evil uncle or anything like that. No. Or was, like the entire town was obliterated by goblins. It's just this just it's this toothpick kid completely who has stakeless. a dream. Oh. Completely stakeless. I I but I love it because like it's it's already emotional. It's mm-hmm. it's all I'm already emotionally tied to this toothpick kid. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, just to kind mm-hmm. of bring it back into the to the main conversation. I because um, whenever like Dustin and I are talking about adventures we're running, mm. and a, a big question I always ask with anything and what I put in front of what I put in front of, in front of players and plot hooks is why would they do the thing that I want them to do, or why would they do anything with this? Yeah, and um, sometimes. I find a lot of pre-written adventures that, that it's the plot hooks are not compelling enough. Like yeah. you, there is a big assumption that everyone is an adventurer and wants to save everybody, but that's not always the case. Yeah. Like, you know, we know just it's human nature that you, you care about yourself. You are number one. Hmm. So um, as much as you don't want the rest of your party to die, like you still have self-interest. Like it's a, it's a balance sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the idea that it's small things. Cause like, also if you think about it, not everyone can have massive dreams that they find realistic. Like a lot of people are like more grounded. And it's like, if your world was that you grew up and then everything in your town was toothpick factory. Yeah. And like, Mm. how would you know what else to shoot for? Like, yeah, well, that that's a that's a that's a very mm. real thing for for us growing up in in the small town is that if you wanted to do anything apart from have a family or run a small business in the small town, you had to leave. Mm-hmm. You had to leave to go to a larger place or the big city to go to yeah. university or something like that. Um, it, yeah. it was just it was just it, yeah, it was it is kind of a tradition that you have to to leave to to pursue a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of thing, and usually what that ends up being is like, like, like they country kids. They move to the city. They spend probably they either like go really well in university or they stumble for a number of years because they have that city culture shock, yeah, sort of a thing. Um, and then then they either like pick themselves back up again and keep going, or they move home to pick themselves back up again, and then they move yeah. back to the city once they figured stuff. Yeah, out. Um, that's a very common story that you hear because they uh, could like see. they could end up in Waterdeep with just no idea, just being lost, like, yeah. in, like, not necessarily lost in the city, but lost in themselves, not knowing what they wanted to do or what was, what's even possible. Um, and imagine how malleable someone like that would be. Mm. Like, I feel like there are definitely people in the city who, because it's, it's, it's eyes and ears everywhere, right? Especially if you organized any kind of uh, underground or even just like everybody's <laughs> watching everybody, right? The nobility, the people running a place, the like people working the tavern, thieves guild, whatever. Yeah, thieves. As soon as anyone fresh enters the town, they know. They've they've got their eyes on that. They know. Yeah, it's what they rely on. It's like yeah. their business is to know. So someone out there, maybe multiple people, are aware that there are always going to be 
country kids turning up. Oh, that's dark. That's really dark. Yeah. Like, like to think of it from that perspective, because the same, the same, the same can be a, is can be Ooh. said about country. Country is that like anyone new, everyone mm-hmm. knows about is there. Yes. Um, yeah. And I was gonna, I was gonna. Yeah. One point I had written down is that there's, there's, there are high and lows to being an unknown in the big city, sort of a thing. Yes. Um, but like, like mm. you said, in Waterdeep specifically in D and D, the, the, the hierarchies are a lot mm-hmm. more blatant. The crime world is a lot more blatant. Mm. And there, there is that kind of like, oh, yeah. you know, rough around the edges element yeah. of, you know, fantasy role-playing and like Waterdeep in particular. Um, that, that, that true. So it's, it's not whether, real. whether you are Toothpick Guy or some other country kid, someone knows that you're in town and I reckon they're sizing you up. They're deciding what they're going to do with you. Seeing who you who you talk to, mm-hmm. who are you connected to? Uh, he's talking to one of the big the big wigs at the, the toothpick place. I'm like, okay, yeah, so we'll just stand back and watch that one. But then, yeah. like someone else, just like wandering around, um, maybe immediately getting pickpocketed or charged like ten times the rate for um, a place to stay or whatever, and they're like, oh, okay, we got you. <laughs> That's 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 the first act of the this story is, the is like making all the mistakes when you first move to the city, mm-hmm. uh, like stepping stepping on the road where the carriages are only meant to be, mm-hmm. or like asking like talking to a noble mm-hmm. that's like is like he has Ooh. no fucking clue what a noble looks like, and so that's like that's 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 in the progress of finding the uncle is like making all those first initial mistakes. Mm-hmm. And then, like the underground getting involved, that's kind of like closer to the. Sorry, I'm imagining all of this as a movie, but that's like that's like the the further that's the kind of major climax of the whole thing is that yeah. like they like they somehow step on some underground crime bosses' toes <laughs> or something like that, and so yeah. They, but this is where this is where Toothpick Kid really like proves himself is that he's able to like mm-hmm. with his new romantic barbarian friend. Uh, like save his uncle <laughs> or their uncle or something from from the the mafia or something like that. <laughs> I have another story now yes. that I just thought of um, that I am definitely drawing from somewhere else. But so let's say let's say two, it's let's say it's toothpick kid off like has gone mm-hmm, off mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. I don't know how long. Disappeared, maybe died. I don't know. Depends on what happens there. Um, maybe sister of Toothpick Kid is like knows something, knows knows enough. Like, say Toothpick Kid wrote letters back, knows enough to know who he was hanging out with, and that something happened because he stopped writing. Mm-hmm. She's smarter. <laughs> she learns what she can. She talks to the people that visit her town, her village that come to pick up the toothpicks and deliver the wood. She learns about the city. She's, like, inquisitive. She reads stuff. When she makes her way to the city, she's she wants to find out information and she wants revenge if someone did something Ooh. bad to her brother. So she plays it real cool. She knows she's going to start low down somewhere. So maybe she knows you did, like, you did get involved in the underground in the in the, the mafia the thieves guild or whatever 
and she plays her cards really close to her heart and like works her way up finds gains trust makes connections finds information and then one day like she discovers what happened no one knows she's the sister of toothpick kid Mm. she finds out what what happened she doesn't react she's waiting and she plans like some really i don't know not enough time in this podcast to fill in all the details but she slowly plans things puts herself and other things in place and one day just like all these all these like things fall into place and she like has a perfect revenge avenges her brother takes over (laughs) the toothpick uh um the suitcase the infamous suitcase that was never opened and then you never find out what's in it but as soon as she has the the toothpick suitcase she suddenly like it's like flash forward into the future and she's running the joint yeah she's got everyone in her pocket she's like she's killing it and you never find out what's in the suitcase. No, you never find out. You that's, never that's, find that's, out. That's the You guy, never man. find out. I love but it. But you see it. You see it in a safe. The pure the epilogue. Yeah. of it. The epilogue yeah. is her looking at a picture of her brother that she somehow has. And I, then she's I like actually, putting yeah. money in a safe and you see the suitcase. The suitcase <laughs> there. Yeah. Sitting there. That's cool because you've kind of stumbled into... That's a, that's a very standard kind of D&D character backstory and, like, mm-hmm. set of goals that Ooh, a yeah. lot of players usually do. Like, it is kind of a tragic sort of a backstory. Like, I'm mm-hmm. looking for my lost relative or whatever, yeah. but for more dire stakes because I'm worried about them. But I love the idea of creating a character to create another character. <laughs> like, you come up with a backstory of basically an NPC. Like, you mm-hmm. go through as much in-depth like method like methods that we just did for toothpick kid but it's for the purpose of creating a strong a strong motivation for the actual character that you're yeah. gonna play and i love that i and and i i love that that's like i a, have um i've like yeah. i've mentioned this a bunch before um but maybe you were not aware because um i don't remember which podcast i spoke about it in yeah. but i had a character so, in a um Tomb of Annihilation campaign, which we never finished, but we knew it was brutal. You were gonna, you you had to have a backup character because you're probably gonna die. Oh yeah, we we yeah. we did Tomb of Annihilation before yeah. Waterdeep. So my character was um, would keep a diary, and the diary was read at the start of every session as our recap. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, and then. And then he died. Well, actually, he didn't die. So what happened was we had an almost, it was basically a TPK. So, like, two of them died. Oh, two yes. of them, Two of them were petrified. And then my character changed into a horse and ran off into the jungle. <laughs> and so we just started fresh. But um, bef- long before that, because we had already had our backup characters, I'd already shown my DM my next character. And um, their name was Diary. So the story was that when he was writing in his diary, he was actually writing letters to somebody else. And then that was, <laughs> so they knew everything because oh, they were all cool. letters. So that's I like really the cool. idea that Toothpick Kid's backup character is his sister. Is his sister. That's, yeah. that's really cool. That's really cool. I like that. But I yeah. finished the fight. Yeah. 
And then if she dies, um, I don't know, he's got a mother or something, probably. Oh yeah, Pro- it's just, you, just you, you have a small town worth of characters. That oh you can yeah, choose from yeah. For you, you have sixteen hundred that you you can dip into. Yeah, exactly. So many backup characters. <laughs> Right, we're, now we're delving into Pinocchio, and there's a there's a there's a puppet made of toothpicks that comes to life. <laughs> oh boy! Oh yeah, actually, we could. Um, <laughs> do you think uh, the toothpicks toothpicks themselves are the character now? Yeah. Oh, no. yes. yes. Sentient, um, sentient toothpicks. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, I just had like my. Brain has been into like a million places, and I don't, I yes, don't want to start yes. too much. But I was just like, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to say anything because it's it's just like words. It's it, we will never stop talking yeah, about it. We'll exactly. never stop pulling on that thread. And we yeah. probably have oh, to yeah. wrap up this one um, so that we can talk about others. <laughs> but I was, that's Other. I feel like just there's so many. Stuff. Like we've only talked about one very specific storyline yeah. for transporting someone from the country to the city. Um, yeah, but I would I would love like more explore- exploration of that in just weird ways because there's there's so much potential. Of there. the the country to the city, or yeah, country yeah. to the city. Um, because like... because in in D and D there is so much more. There's so many more small towns. There's mm-hmm. so many more villages that yeah. that should and could be explored in in, yeah. in campaigns, and I feel yeah. like we don't do it enough. Like mm. like the Waterdeep campaign is centered in Waterdeep. Like they never, my characters only ever left the walls once, and it was to kill a bunch of animated mm-hmm. pumpkins. Um, but it, <laughs> perfect, yeah. Um, and I feel like but, the majority of villages are very samey. Like you're yes. coming from the same sort of place, but yeah. like you could just you could expand that so much like just yeah. think of our world and then beyond um, a really good tabletop role-playing game for collaborating collab- that's what word collaborating on creating towns is kids on bikes um, okay. because the first half of the game is actually creating the town that your characters will then live in Oh, okay. And so I've never everyone, heard of this before, but that so you really actually, so you work with the DM. Mm-hmm. You spend session zero is literally sitting down and like the DM has a list of like guided questions that kind of help like get cr- the creative juices flowing, and everyone mm. helps to create a town, a location together. And you come up with like, what's the town known for? Well, for us, it's for for the toothpick factory, it's and the then you come up. Factory the toothpick factory and so i played this with our D group oh. i didn't run it but um we played it and the the creating the town was probably more fun than when we actually played the game because we kept throwing all these different ideas and we, cr- we created this thing that was like oh it's an american like small little town and they're they're known for like a nickel mine or whatever and so they have the big nickel that's what oh, their town is known for and I they're like, like that. <laughs> Their their only claim to fame is that there was this one high school footballer who played one game and then like broke his spine in that one game, and so now he's the the grumpy old alcoholic who like uses a wheelchair everywhere, and so everyone like oh. walks around his house. But all these really interesting and unique details 
just came yes. out of it. and it was it was so much fun so much fun and that's like you should we should definitely do stuff like that for all the t- small little villages that we come across in mm. like our D and D campaigns i think it's such a such Ooh, a cool thing yes. rather than just like leaving all of that work to the dm just like have collaborative mm. sessions where you mm-hmm. come up with whatever town is you're going to walk into next yeah yeah because <laughs> i think like with dustin's homebrew worlds he's he's put a lot of he's got a lot of stuff in his head i know he does um but i've seen him writing stuff down and there's different towns and they're all like there's different like their primary industry or what they're all that information he's worked that out but what i do love is that like we have a random idea for either um you are here drowning which is where we play D &D with kind of D. we play a role-playing thing with chat um and then we have allow one shots that we come off up with sometimes we come up with an idea for one before like discussing it with anyone and (laughs) booking something in yep 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 but Justin will find a place in his homebrew world for it. And then oh, cool. it's it's either an existing place where that fits or, um, well, actually, I don't know. But the, the cat See. island, did you know that that existed before you came up oh, with it? Oh, yeah. No, that okay. place actually already existed. Well, there you go. So we did, <clears throat> when we did You Were Here Drowning last week, it was, um, <laughs> it was a island just filled with tabaxi and turtles. Tortbaxi. Um, I love it. Yes, and... they called themselves the Tortbaxi. They were one race. Yeah. <laughs> so they had they had shelled Tortbaxi and then like the furry ones. Uh... Furry ones. And then there was one eared Tortbaxi because it was a hairless Sphinx cat. Yeah. Right. My goodness. I love that because like Tabaxi and Tortles are my two favorite races. <gasps> You would have loved it. It was so, it was so much fun. Um, We just, yeah. So it was just this wonderful place of this, of just that. And they all, we, um, that was actually fun. We created some little rules for their society. Um, Like, yeah, that was the whole basis of our gameplay. Like, uh, I guess chaos to it, but like the, the crux of the antagonisticness of it was the rules less than it was other things. Yeah, the rules They're of the place. They're very strict. And yeah. So one was like if a a total like so it was like you never ask for help unless you're willing to accept that you are less than the person you are asking help from. Whoa. So that is how that's one aspect of the hierarchy is asking that, for help. That's deep. Yeah. And then But it only we ha- affects the turtles. The cats don't yeah, have that problem. The cats don't have that problem at all. But they oh, know obviously. about it and they tease they tease each other about it. They're like absolute cat, trolls. Cat, cat, cats don't care about anyone. <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> they don't care. But no. they care and about if they're higher up on the tree or not. Yeah, so the higher up in the tree you are as a tabaxi is the higher your rank is. Um and the, but the rank is the, considered nobility than it is like who is yeah. better. It's just, oh, they're just royalty. That's why they live one story above me. Yeah. <laughs> and then it keeps going for 30 stories. So everyone's yeah. nobility in some sense. And um what was the other what were the other rules that we had? There was one where it was just like if you were getting something delivered to you um from a from a tabaxi, they would only ever leave it just outside of your reach. Like, okay, oh, yeah. as like a culture thing. 
Yeah, you don't uh, give it to them. You put it next to them, but like outside, yeah. they have to move to get it. Is the idea? Yeah. Is that so the, is that apply on the whole like cats knocking shit off like table? That's hundred percent. That yep. yeah, that's a play on like cats 100%. wanting you to pat them and just being out of reach. Yeah. Yeah. So was this was this like all a was this a collaborative process of like coming up with all these different rules as yeah. you played? Yeah. Uh, no, yes. just me and Dustin before. Uh, it Some was of collaborative. Them were developed for sure. Yeah. Which ones developed? Do you reckon? The the higher up, more royal one definitely had more rules added to it as we went. <laughs> that one didn't stay the same. I don't feel. Um. Because that is such a thing that, that happens. Used. That happens a lot in D and D. Is that you'll be in the middle of a session or in the middle of a campaign, and then someone comes up with like a joke or just a fun thing that their character does, and they were like, oh. "That's that's just law now. That's just yeah. part of how this works." We we do now. it all the time. Like um, when we had a recap for Hers of Strahd, I did I revealed a few things to the players from last season, which was that there were a few things that they decided to obsess about that were just I just threw in for flavor, and I'm mm. like. This is gonna be a thing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that um, happened in the Waterdeep campaign that I ran, where the characters had to meet an employer at a mm. theater, like opera concert, ah. and our bugbear barbarian sat in the audience, and like they had to wait to the intermission where they met this contact. Yeah, and our bugbear barbarian asked me who's sitting next to me. And so I was like, oh, there's this really old white guy with, like, super gray hair and and the, just this, this nice, lovely woman also, like, sitting on the other side of you. And he's like, I want to talk to the to the lovely woman sitting next to me. And this was just <laughs> like, he just he asked me a question, so I came up with an answer. Yeah. And that proceeded to lead into the only romantic thread in the entire campaign where he ended up, <laughs> like... Just like whenever his he wanted his character to like leave the party to do something else, like to like you know have his own me time essentially as yeah. a character, he would go to this character, this romantic character called called Glenda, um, mm. and it was just this really beautiful Perfection. thing. And she was like kind of noble, but also very like um very humble about it and everything like that. So she kind of became a contact for the party. It's like you know nobles who's this person that we've been hearing rumors about and it just became this whole thing and i love that i love when campaigns so and, and things do that um i love that a lot well the, the most notorious like yes and to an extremely yeah. minor trivial thing is definitely ducks and wheat which is is now <sighs> like seeded through like everything and that was just a notice board in a town when we ran D school and we were describing, Dustin was describing all the different notices on there. And there were, there were a few which were actual plot hooks. And there was one that was just like, what? Like wheat for ducks? Yeah, wheat for ducks. Something? Just a trade. It's like one yeah. of those little town trades where it's not money based. Yeah. It's and that based. became, they, they split the party to follow that that whole thing. And it went over like multiple sessions. They, oh, it, it did not end. Was, Instead of just buying wheat, they ended up at a farm, and the farmer died. And <laughs> crazy how that goes. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, that's amazing. 
But yeah. Oh no! One of the other rules was like it ruined that family. Phys- physical touch must last no longer than three seconds. That was another one, yeah. Um, and that includes Real. medical. The t- oh. attention the t- makes medical t- attention very difficult. The Wait, t- so can you like can you like put like do physical contact release and then yeah. do it again? Yeah, because okay. yeah, okay. if you don't, doing, you get it would take twice as long, so you'd have to like do it and then. Wait. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then go back. Okay. Totals had a speed limit. A speed limit. Yeah. Yeah. You could the never tortles. go faster than the turtles. Yeah. You, you can't um, outrun a turtle. It's it's considered. Is rude. that because like the turtles were known to be slow or? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's and then we had it. So this didn't really come up, but that the turtles' house is where they last slept, and they only they carry all their belongings. So yes. if they put something down, they no longer own it. And they, they assume that for everything else. So if anybody oh. puts an object down... Um, it's not theirs. And they want it, they can just go grab it. Like, they just... That's so cool. Yeah. And I think we used that, that in something so... else before. I bet. That did yeah. come up before. That was that one's, I feel like that one's not entirely new. Because I can't remember what that was from. Uh, yeah. Just the whole, con- the whole concept yeah. of a turtle having their home on their back or mm-hmm. like the connotation of that just creates so many potential like interpretations of what that could be for your particular mm. total character and everything like that and i love yeah. it also their natural armor is also pretty nice as well yeah um because we have started, like you have some amazing natural armor yes i love totals they're so um good. but thank you so much for coming to talk to us about <laughs> um what did we talk about? <laughs> I, I know, right? City <laughs> we life, have an idea. City life city for life. a country kid in D and D. I will forever hold the story of Toothpick Kid close to my heart. <laughs> it's 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 written in stone now. The yeah. story of no, yeah, it's written in Toothpick. The um, no, it's written in stone with a toothpick. The story with of a toothpick. toothpick Kid. Yes. Oh man, that would take a while. But there's a lot of you them. You got so. plenty. Yeah, there's a lot of them. So you got you got plenty. <laughs> Um, I love it. No, this was a lot of fun. I loved this. <laughs> Where can people perceive you if they wish people to can, do that? Uh, people can find me on Twitch uh, at the Master Moss, um, or you can find me on Twitter. Uh, you're not going to know how to spell this from me saying it, but Amos Wilksh. If you if you type we'll in Amos it. and Will, okay, yes, yes, we'll uh, yeah, you thing. can f- find me on Twitter. Um, I love all things games and game development. So uh, yes. yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much. Um, this has been wonderful. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. If you liked it, uh, tell other people so they listen to it. Yes. Come find us yes. on Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash we didn't roll for this, no apostrophe, all one word. Um, I don't think the case matters. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Weirdos. Ugh, feels awkward now.